So as I'm getting the show together tonight, I started thinking to myself what I should be really be doing with it because, well, I had the idea to, you know, cover these free speech, private property issues related to something that happened in the UK with a guy who was reading from the Bible uh, who got arrested. And then um, I got a million, I, I have so many like ridiculous police abuse things to get to this week. I won't get to all of them tonight. There's just no time. And, oh, yeah, this is a show about vaping, right? And, you know, I don't even... It's weird because I don't really go out and look for this vaping stuff anymore. I don't... I'm almost, like, conditioned to it at this point. There's just so little that even provokes some kind of reaction from me at this point, which is sad because it's all, it's been, it's been going on five years now. It'll be five years I've been doing this since the, once the summer hits. And I guess I'm just conditioned to it. Thank goodness. Thank you, you know, to the people who do listen, who contact me and say, hey, can Russ, this is some shit going down. Can we talk about this? And uh, that that should be happening tonight. I think my friend Jimmy Audi from California is calling in to talk about what's going on in Sacramento, and I don't know a fucking thing about what's going on, to be honest with you. I know I know some things, but I just don't I don't look for it like I used to, and it, it it's almost uh, like it's it's time for me to. Oh, and then there's this too. Okay, good. I'm glad I glad I remembered that. We are vapors. Yeah, I should talk about that tonight. Let's move this window over here. Yeah, it's almost like I should just decide like. And I know what I, if I had to decide right now, I would just not do, and I've been threatening this for a while. I know I just, I, I should just not, <laughs> I should just do, I should pick something because I'm becoming very bad at one thing and being pretty decent at another. And I know, and I know what I'm more interested in at this point. I'm more interested in, in state abuse that is like gross. I mean, you'll see what we're talking about tonight. I mean, it's like crazy shit. Rape, you know, the cops just running wild in this country, and it's getting worse and worse every week. And I've got my finger on that button, for sure. I don't on vaping anymore. So, anyway, so this week, I, I think we have two vaping topics. I'm looking at my switchboard, and I don't see a call, which I'm supposed to have, but that's that's okay. Um... We can talk about something else first, and uh, the rest of the show we'll, we'll do. We'll do a couple of vaping topics, hopefully, and then the rest of the show will just be rampant state abuse, and we'll talk about free speech and the mess in Indiana with um, that ridiculous law. It's ridiculous. Everybody's wrong about it, by the way. You haven't you haven't read one thing about it that's right. Oh, good. I see my guest. Yeah, let's start the show. Hey now, what's up, everybody? Yes, I'm going down. Yeah. I'm going down, 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 down. Yes, I got my big feet in the window. 
Okay, so I have to give a shitty introduction here. Because apparently there's something horrible happening in Sacramento, like I said. I don't know what it is, but thankfully we have somebody, uh, hopefully, who's going to help me out here. Um, yeah, Jimmy, you're there. You're there, sir. I'm here. Hey, thanks so much. Thank here, you. you thank you for pinging me yesterday and telling me about this. And uh, I, I can't really give much of an introduction because I don't know what the hell's going on. You do have a link, which I'll share with everybody and put in the replay notes. But apparently something bad is happening in Sacramento. So please do catch us up and let uh, the Vapors know how they can take action. And give yourself a little introduction first. I, I, you've called into the show before, but please introduce yourself. Yes. Um, my name is Jim. I own a, a small online retail store. Um, and basically what's going on with Sacramento is, I'm just going to read from you this paper. Um, and it, this came from, came from the Smoke-Free Alternative Trade Association. Um, and they, they put this up on their website. Um, notblowingsmoke.org is another website where you can go to learn about some of the things going on in California. Um, so I'm going to read off of their paper. Yeah, please. It's SB 140 will cause e-cigarettes to be treated as regular cigarettes, has a focus on nicotine, re regardless of its source, will ban vaping in cars with minors, in apartment complexes, in your place of work, even if it is a vape shop. Um, the bans are basically banning vaping anywhere smoking is banned. Um, SB 140 will also prevent vape shops from sampling flavors, having staff or customers vape in the store, which would hinder any current vapors from having easy ac accessibility to vapors to vapor-based alternatives. Um, so basically, we're going to have vaping where it's the same as tobacco. Um, you're not going to be allowed to smoke in your or vape in your your apartment complexes, no place um, where there's a minor present, no public parks. So, I mean, that eliminates part of outdoors as well. And this this affects, uh, this is for the city of uh, Sacramento, yeah? No, no, no. This is for the entire state of California. Oh, shit. Right. Sacramento is the capital. Right, this right, is, right. Um, Sacramento is our capital. Um, on April 8th, they're holding a hearing um, where you are allowed to go and speak your piece. Um, you can get more information from SFATA, which is Smoke-Free Alternative Trade Association. Um, they have an email address for the no -Cal Northern California chapter of uh, SFATA. Mm -hmm. And then um, traditionally, they meet on the steps 45 minutes to an hour before the meeting. Um, and if you send them an email, you can get more information from them about where everyone is meeting and and things we would like to discuss. Okay, great. Hey, listen, there's some. Uh, I'm sure there's other people that know more about this, but that, thank you for to, for pinging me just to, to to bring it up. It sounds pretty nasty, just you know, like everything else these yeah. days. But um, yeah, this is this affects the most populated state in the country, and um, it's rough. I mean, you guys probably have it worse than anybody at this point. It's terrible. What I mean, because you got the whole yeah. you got the whole power of the state behind this movement. I mean, California, I believe, right. is unique in that the, the the their Department of Health or whatever whatever that department's called has said that you know vaping is a public nuisance or not a public nuisance, a public health threat. Uh, you know, whatever they said. Right. It, exactly. Yeah, and they That's got exactly the way. And they the got they classified it. Yeah, and they got millions of dollars pumping this nonsense. So it's it's pretty bad. Hey, man. Good luck. 
thanks. I will be, I will be flying up. I know there's, there's several people that will be flying up and attending the meeting, providing it actually happens on the 8th. The first one was scheduled for March 25th. Mm -hmm. That was canceled. Um, but as long as this one goes, I know there'll be several of us there speaking on Vapor's behalf. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, best of luck to you. Hope it turns out well. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Good luck with pool tonight, my man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I come dead. Have a good night. There he goes, everybody. Jimmy Audi. Okay. Oh, we got another call here. Good. Maybe somebody else who knows something more than me. No? No, they just went away. There was a call, and then the call went away. From California, 408. Feel free to call back in. By no means do we need to end this just because of my ignorance on the topic. Okay. So let's take a let's take a pause with that and um I'm going to give uh I'm going to give the caller 2 seconds to call back in and uh, that'll give me a second to have a drink of water cuz this is important and I just feel so ashamed that I don't know more about this but to, caller if if you had something to say here's your 30 seconds to call back in. <laughs> All right, guess not. That's fine. Listen, here I want to say just a couple of words on uh, on We Are Vapors. So everybody knows. Okay, thanks, Ray. Feel free to call back later or something. I don't know. Um, you can see how prepared I am tonight. Sorry, but I, don't worry about it. All the police abuse stuff, I'm super prepared for that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and this... Uh, so this We Are Vapors thing, you know, most of you are aware that there was a documentary started years ago, collected uh, tens of thousands of dollars from community members, from vendors. There's going to be this great documentary about vaping, and it was going to go to Sundance and all this stuff. Link Williams was in charge of the whole thing, and he was taking money, going around the world, shooting video, all this stuff, right? It was a whole thing. saw an interesting blog post by uh, Anthony from uh, v4p3r.com. I, I, you couldn't think of a more complicated website name? Anyway, he, he's he been following this, or the, the, the website, the blog has been following this. And they, uh, yeah, and, Ke and Kevin from VP Live, he had a link on a few, like a couple months ago, I think, saying, oh, no, everything's fine, we're going to get it done. So this is interesting. This was earlier this month. This was a couple weeks ago. I didn't even notice this, and then somebody told me about it. Um, so during uh, the, the, the writer uh, pens the following, during the writing of the last article, I contacted United Vapors, a Southern California-based advocacy group has been uh, producing its own vaping documentaries. They had been named by my source as a possible recipient of the We Are Vapors footage. Now, why anyone else 
besides Link would have this footage, I don't know, but I don't know. Like, turns out they do. I suppose at the time the 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 part the last article was published, they hadn't replied to inquiries. Um, but apparently now they have. Uh, Joey Ko, a founder of United Vapors, has recently confirmed that he is in possession of the We Are Vapors hard drives. None of the footage was used in the in the United Vapors production of Vape Life documentary episode one, Smoking and Tobacco Education. Quote. From J from Joey Kao, my vision for the documentary is different than what Link's vision was based on the footage he sent me, and I have no plans of using anything that he had shot. It's just very difficult to use footage that someone else has shot to use for segments for your own film. It's easier to go and shoot it ourselves than to scrub through hours of someone else's video. Um it says he's, he says that Link uh, should Link Williams decide to work on We Are Vapors again, he'll gladly return the footage. Closure. At this point, it seems highly unlikely that the public will ever see any of the 400-plus hours of video footage recorded for We Are Vapors, and the idea of a completed feature-length documentary should have been dismissed long ago, even by the most optimistic donors to the project. There is nothing to show for We Are Vapors except a lot of excuses, a defunct website. Actually, the website isn't defunct anymore. If you go to wearevapors.com now, it's uh, you can buy all kinds of vaping stuff for weed. <laughs> anyway, the, it, it, yes, a defunct website and a close-lipped attitude towards the community who donated over $20,000 to make it happen. All questions have now. I'm not going to read that. You know what? I will. I will. Because this is bullshit. Uh, he's done some good reporting on this, but this is bullshit. All questions have now been answered except one. Will the vaping community hold Link Williams and Dimitri Agrafitas responsible? Listen, let's separate the two different people. Let's separate that out there. Okay. First of all, will the vaping community hold Link Williams responsible? That's quite a valid question. He's done nothing, nothing to address the fact that he was given tens of thousands of dollars to complete a project and there is jack shit to show for it. In fact, he doesn't even have the tapes. Why he would send them somewhere else? Hey, here, you do it. That doesn't make any sense. As a matter of fact, even if someone did want to complete it, let's face it, that footage is years old. The community is completely different at this point. And not only, not only is it just the community is different, the technology is different, the, the, the industry is different. It's not just that. It's like... Even the legal stuff is totally different that's going on today than when all that footage was was uh, was picked up. The footage is worthless. Even if someone did want to complete that, no one would bother. The, the only thing that you could possibly do with that footage is make a like a, a video about the, the old days of aping, you know, and maybe some people would be interested in that. But it has no relevance to vaping today whatsoever. No one would, the original vision of the documentary, that time has come and gone. It's, it's, it's over, Johnny. You know what I think Link should do? Well, let me think about this. He should do something. I mean, he took all this money, right? And there is nothing to show for it. And even if, something was made it wouldn't it's just not relevant it's not useful it's years late it's years late so it's over right but what about all those vapors and all those companies that gave twenty two thousand dollars? 
you know, they deserve their money back or at least some something, some kind of gesture. There has been nothing. Like, even if Link were to do something like, say, okay, I fucked up. And listen, I don't think he had any malice. You know, I think he, when he started this, had every intention of completing the project. Intention is nice, but 22 grand, baby, come on. So, I don't know, for whatever reasons, he just couldn't do it, right? And that's not on the people that gave, that's on him. He fucked up. And he should do something about it, even if it's something as modest as saying, I'm going to take a percent, one percent of, because uh, he's in the vaping business, right? He works for a vaping company. I think he works for uh, Nick Vapes. At least he used to. I think he still does. So I'm going to take one percent of my paycheck every month, and I'm going to start to pay these people back. He knows who they are. He had like an Indiegogo or a GoFundMe. I think it was an Indiegogo page. So it keeps track of everybody who donated. So he's got all that. He's got all that. He knows who gave him money. So every month I'm going to take one percent of my paycheck that I get from vaping and give it back to the people who who funded this fucking clusterfuck. Something. Maybe 1% is too big a number. A half a percent. Something. Just do something, man. What the fuck? You fucked up, Link. It's not right. So that of the question asked, asked in this blog post, will the vaping community hold Link? Well, I don't know what the vaping community can do to hold him responsible. I really don't. But there's something that he should do. He should take some sort of personal responsibility for this bullshit. He's done nothing. Yeah, sure. Lots of hard work, flying around, all that shit. Yeah. You know what? I'm You know what I re, you know what I regret about this project? From the beginning, from when 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 this was launched initially. And he was talking about what he's going to do and all this stuff. Okay, caller, I see you. I'll I'll wrap this up quick. Hang out. I'll pick you up. Thank you for calling back. Oh, it's not a callback. It's a, uh, who cares? Fucking losing my train of thought here. Okay, so let me tell you, I, I got a, it's not a confession, but like I do have one regret. Now, when this was 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 launched, this documentary, right? I said to myself, I'm sitting there listening to him. And I'm like, wow, this is, what he is trying to do is a monumental task. And... I just, I didn't know the guy well at the time. And I'm just like, he, this isn't going to happen. Or at least I don't think it is. I said, boy, good luck. And I never promoted it on ClickBang. I never talked about it. Because I thought, because all these people, they were so, they were so excited. You had people on ECF with We Are Vapors, signature banners, the whole thing. I said, these poor people. I said, I don't think this is, I, I, I think whatever they're expecting is going to fall drastically short. And I was more right than I thought I was going to be. I was more right than I wanted to be. But you know what I really regret? I regret that I did I did get involved in a very small way. One time Link said, he knows I'm good with audio. So he says, he called he call me up. He's like, Russ, I need an audio tech. We're going out to, uh, we're going out to uh, Vapor for Life in Chicago. And I need an audio tech. He's like, I can't pay you, but you know, I'll fly out there, put you in a hotel room and, uh, you know, give you three squares. So at that point, you know, 
the project, it had been going along. You see, he's flying here and there. He's giving these updates, taking footage. And I said at that point, I said, eh, why the fuck not? It's not like I'm getting paid for it, but I'll go fly out. I'll help him with the audio. What the fuck? I so regret that. I so regret that I had anything to do with this. And I should have known better. I mean, like I said, I, it's not like I profited, but I did get a free trip to sh Chicago. I ate some hot dogs. Nice, uh, comfy bed in a hotel room. I so regret that. I so regret that I had anything to do with this. It makes me sick. I wish I hadn't, but I had. And I did. Uh... Anyway, okay, so now I got to I got to address the second fucking point. So the guy in the blog goes, and I'll pick you. I'll, I'll pick up on you, caller. Just hang out for a second. I'm, I'm fucking I'm a little scatterbrained tonight. I don't know why. So then the second thing, this uh, this guy who wrote the article says it, it, the first question, like I said, real relevant, real. Where the fuck is it? Here it is. So will the vaping community hold Link Williams? Okay, we addressed that. And Dimitri Agrafito's responsible. What the fuck, man? Dude, Dimitri was as fooled as anybody starting this out he believed in like he believed this project was, was going to do some good and he was and he did the right thing based on what, what his beliefs was he, he thought this was going to happen and he he promoted it okay what the fuck there's twenty thousand shows that promoted this fucking thing why is it why is the why is demetrius why is demetrius name there it's fucking bullshit he didn't do anything that anyone else did he was excited by the project and talked about it he didn't take a dime from anybody link took the money link spent the money not Dimitri fucking bullshit zero integrity journalism right there you did a real good job following up on the story but dragging dimitri's name into it is fucking bullshit dude he had nothing to do with this except promoting it like everyone else did almost everyone else did anyway hot dogs are good actually um all right let me take this call over here okay caller in the 408 area code you're on the line yeah, it's Eddie Wolf. Hey, what's up, Ed? Hey, uh, yeah, I was actually interviewing uh, uh, Kevin yesterday, and, and th this came up in chat, so I actually responded. I actually gave the link. Um, so, you know, th this is a vapor guy, a V4P3R guy. I mean, the guy is essentially a parasite, and he seeks out hosts to uh, latch on to. He's been doing that since he uh, got his start uh, pimping for Vapor Joe. And uh, he just puts out, you know, he started a whole thing attacking Phil Bersardo, uh and uh, Dimitri for going uh, to China. And he just... For what? For, wait, 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 what, what was wrong with them going to China? Uh, he thought that they're in, you know, that they're reviewers and they're now in the, in the pocket of the Chinese. <laughs> that was his thing. Was they're in the pocket of the Chinese? Okay, well... So, I mean, that he, he basically says that uh, their reviews are now compromised. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and, uh, I mean, that, that's what he's just been basically going after whoever he can. He went on Inside Vaping, and then after he went on there, he, uh, you know, he trash-talked them in his blog. And, uh, I mean, he just he just does this stuff, and that's why I call him a parasite, because he seeks out hosts and, and latches on. And that's, you know, why he's going after Dimitri is because he just, you know, uh, I guess it's the, uh, you go after the biggest guy you can figure and, uh, and knock him down if you can. So he's just been throwing mud. Uh, the whole uh, thing with uh, uh, what, uh, that uh, 
smoky uh, mad guy uh, brought it up uh, steve uh, steve mad uh, yeah. uh brought it up on uh, vapor joe's and said you know where's all this money where did it go and then after that uh this vapor guy um he he uh he brought in you know he did his little story he's the same guy that's gone after advocacy saying that uh that uh, there should be no trade groups and, you know, basically just goes after everything uh, for whatever reasons. Okay. Um, and so, uh, I mean, what, what my understanding on the, uh, that a lot of people wanted to do was to have, um, you know, a link turn over the footage to somebody to complete it. That's what, you know, the story was for a while. Like, why doesn't he just turn over this thing? So that's why, when I saw this new thing, which basically said, this other guy says, yeah, I was given the hard drives. I was given the footage. I was told I could use it. And then he says, oh, I can't use it uh, because it was shot by somebody else. I call bullshit on that because you can use it or not use it. There's apparently like 400 hours of footage and, you know, he, he doesn't want to bother to go through it, but he has it. So people wanted Link to turn it over to anybody to, uh, to, uh, to finish it and people were giving him grief for not turning it over. Now it turns out that this guy has had the hard drives and for whatever reason that I can't figure out, he says, well, if Link says he's going to do something, I'll give him back. That doesn't make any sense to me because either, you know, he should just give him back. Heck, he can duplicate it, but he should give him back regardless. Uh, well, I mean, and, that, well, hold on a so, second. I mean, th there's something that just doesn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, so he sent him the hard drives and the guy took a look. Now, I can believe him because I, unfortunately, like I said, I actually observed some of the shooting, right? And I can tell you this, there is, you know, on that one trip that I went to in Chicago for, for Vapor for Life, I mean, the amount of footage that Link, Link took, I mean, tons of hours of B-roll, you know, people packing stuff up, you know, going up and down the, the aisles, looking at inventory. And then the interview, I mean, there's just like tons of like dead space between, uh, we got to change the audio reels and we got to do this and that. There's like, like the amount of editing would be massive. It's not like he went somewhere, at least the shoot I was at. It's not like he went somewhere, set up a tripod, did a shoot, and then that's the video. No, there's, there, there's, you know, on that, on that trip, there was, there was a dozen, probably a dozen hours over several days of all this. Well, maybe not a dozen, but like probably a half a dozen hours of, of stuff, which would likely need to be whittled down to like 10 minutes. I mean, that's an enormous undertaking. Who would want to do that? I, I, and even if it wasn't that much effort, which it would be, I mean, it's not relevant shit anymore. Like, no, who would want to do that? So, like, I understand what he's saying in that regard. But as far as, like, returning it, like, who takes who takes $22,000 worth of footage? Because that's what it is. Doesn't You know, that's not what the hard drives cost, but that's what the footage costs to, to put together. Who takes that and just sends it to somebody without a backup? I mean, the backup would be nominal. You know, the, the backup would be less than a, one hotel's room stay for the thing you back your shit up you know why wouldn't he have backed it up unless he just doesn't give a shit about it and he it, wanted to unless he wanted to wash his hands of it which which uh, which no, i wouldn't it's possible that there's a backup i mean that's just the way i think you know you back it up and then you know it's a hard drive you know it doesn't cost that much about a 100 bucks for an external so it's, it's not that big of a deal to back it up um, but I, I also know no expert in the video land either i don't know how many hard drives and how much space the damn thing took uh or how it was shot but you know, everybody was complaining that he didn't turn it over. Originally, the argument was, why didn't he just not turn it over? And then the argument was, well, if he turns it over, it doesn't make a difference anyway. But the argument was, just turn it over. Well, in fact, according to this guy, and I have no other information than, than what you have now, 
is that he did turn it over to somebody that was a video producer that said I wasn't going to use something with it, then decided he wasn't going to do something with it. You know, th- there's some kids on the Internet that did a, uh, uh, a shit that uh, vapors say that, uh, you know, these are young, you know, college-age guys. And, and maybe if you give the footage to them, they, they can do something with it. I don't, I don't think the footage is obsolete or not usable. I think it's it's a certain period of vaping history that, that can still be used. It, it's I, Does anybody else have anything similar to this? Any other footage similar? I don't think so. so. I don't think so. It's a repository of information that can be used, and so he made it available. I just quickly looked at the, uh, the We Are Vapors thing. It talks about where the money is going to be used, where it's going to be uh, – you know, that mostly it's going to be used for travel, et cetera. I've never contributed to anything on Indiegogo, n- never a thing. So I don't know what all the uh, the, the prospects of what, what you get back, what guarantees, what the whole deal is. I did see a great South Park on it where they said they were going to do absolutely nothing and donate to us, and then they got a whole bunch of donations. But I don't know what the this quorum is for Indiegogo and, and what the rules and regs and all that stuff is. But – he did do what he said he was going to do as far as gather the footage. If anybody thinks you can make a, you know, a movie for uh, that's going to go to the the Cannes Film Festival or whatever for twenty two thousand dollars or twenty one thousand dollars, that's just nuts. I mean, you can't do it on that budget. So yeah, it looks like he definitely overestimated uh, what he was capable of doing, uh, but. When I saw something, and, and I had, this is coming back from like a couple months ago, it's supposedly that Drew, uh, who's now passed, gave ten thousand of that ten of uh, the twenty thousand. I believe, I, I believe that's, that's what I read once. I need to confirm it again. Uh, but uh, that's what you my really you, you, you kind of don't have to confirm it. I I when I was still friends with Drew before he passed, I talked to him about that, and I'm not. It's true. Okay, so then now they're, now we're down to twenty thousand. Uh, and one of the things that said there's any of the excess money would go to Casaw. And so Drew was involved with Casaw back when Casaw was a whole different animal. When it started, you know, when it started, it was all about vaping. Uh, then it shifted later on. But so it, it was it was that. So there's ten thousand dollars. So what what the rules with Indiegogo? People are acting as if their money has been pulled out of their pockets because they seem claim some sort of allegiance to the vaping community. I'm part of the vaping community, so therefore that money's mine. Well, that's bullshit. So if there's people that donated to it that have an issue, yeah, damn right, they should talk to uh, to Link. But if those people are fine with the way that it went down, uh, you know, then 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 it's their business. It's it's between them and, and Link. Yeah. Whoever contributed, it's between them. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, I'm part of the community, how this is outrageous. Now. No, I agree with you on that. I agree 100%, actually. Yeah, if, if someone who did donate, I would, and I would like to see that. I would like to see what kind of a response. Someone saying, you know, even if it's just a vapor who gave, you know, 50 bucks, which might have been the, a significant amount, you know, you, you don't know what, what people's finances are. So they, they, whatever, it doesn't matter what the amount is. 50 bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, yeah. whatever it is. Hey, Link, you know what? I gave 50 bucks. I expected a documentary. There is nothing. Can I have my money back? I would love to see that. And you know what? If you're listening right now and you did give money to We Are Vapors and you want, uh, let me know. Let me know if you're going to contact Link. That, that that would be kind of cool, actually. I'd like to see what kind of response it would be. I would, would I like to see him go into his own pocket and give the money back? Yeah, actually. I think that's the right thing to do. My, uh, my email is clickbangradio at gmail.com or, or get me any other place I am. But yeah, I would love yeah, to, I would and, love and to uh, see what that response is. I really would. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, I got a real long memory. So I do remember uh, about uh, somebody that was called up to Dimitri's show and was giving Dimitri grief, at least in chat, uh, about, uh, you know, trying to hold Dimitri responsible for. And he was answering, you know, I contributed. Dimitri said he contributed, and he didn't give the money back. So, you know, take it up with Link. So there is one guy out there that definitely was, within the last six months, complaining about it. He has an absolute right, you know, to go to Link and then say, you know, I want my money back or whatever. I think the number was 500. Uh, but so, yeah, he has, he has a business. He, he's involved. But, you know, right now there's that footage. It exists. And there's another guy now sitting on the same footage that says, well, yeah, you know, I'm not going to use it, but I'll give it back if, I, if, if he makes, you know, says pretty please. Uh, but also, he could just contact and say, you know, we have a search out. We, you know, we're looking for some, you know, college kids, you know, on the audio video team, and that they like vaping, and, and we want to let them go through it and make, you know, it can be given to somebody else. The footage does exist. So I, I just don't like the, the fact that, that somebody can claim outrage and, and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm now representing the community, and we're all should be outraged at length. Yeah. And I don't know Link. I've only met the guy once. And I he's do a good know guy. what you know, he has done. He's a good I, I would like to say he's a good guy. All of my experiences with him have been very good, but this is unacceptable. And I saw I just saw a comment from uh from Jen again. Um I keep looking because she's got her avatar and she's pretty. But someone she said, you know, somebody uh, who did donate asked on the We Are Vapors Facebook page what happened and you know the, the comment was just deleted. Okay, let's take that a step further then. I just checked my phone. I've got Link's cell phone number. So, you know, if he's deleting his fucking Facebook messages or whatever, okay, that's one thing. If you've donated and you, you know, e and you email me, I pr I will give you his cell phone number. And then you go, you call him. I'll, fuck it. I'll three-way with you. I'll, I'll conference call with you to Link. Seriously. You all deserve, if you donated, you deserve your money back. All y'all, all you know, everyone else. Fuck off! You know you're not, you're not owed anything. You can, you could be upset, sure, but you don't you're not owed anything. Yeah, but you know, are they owed anything? I mean, didn't they contribute to that because of what they thought they they're were they're going to get, and didn't they get what they thought they were going to get? I mean, no, I, not I of course they the didn't. Listen, I, no, 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 no. no hold on. A what second. happens with the prosecution? What happens if we exceed them out? What else can you do? You know, it explains what the money's supposed to go for. So, no, if listen, somebody goes and donates to you know the goodwill, and then suddenly they decide that the goodwill is uh, you know. Uh, giving uh, clothes to the uh, the gay homeless so they don't want that to happen. They don't get their money back. So I, I don't know what Listen, the rules. I really don't uh, know the, the rules of the rules of the, hold on, hold those on. few people and, yeah. and those just very few people and Link. Everybody else jumping on this thing saying, oh, well, what a fucker he is. Okay. You know, I don't, it's just, you take know, a, vapors take a second. vapors. All right, just take a second to breathe. So I don't know what the the rules of Indiegogo are. They're they're irrelevant. I know exactly because I was there for every step of the way, listening every week as he was, you know, talking about this. I know exactly what the expectation was. The expectation was not to collect footage on a hard drive. the The expectation was to produce a documentary. Not okay. the The hopes were that it would be shown at film festivals. Sure, but you know, he has no control over that. He can pitch it. They can say yes or no. But at least, at the very least, the expectation was that something would be at least on YouTube or Vimeo or something that would be a completed documentary. It was not the, the collection of raw footage. It was a final product, which was a documentary. Where it would end up besides, you know, online on YouTube, that's another story. But people were donating 
to get a documentary. That was the expectation. And there were no, there was nothing minced about that. It wasn't collection of fucking footage. Yeah, I mean, there is a section that says, "What will the production look like, and when can I see the movie?" It, it says all that stuff. I, I mean, I I've seen the movie, the producers, you know, where everybody collects money. I don't think it's one of those things, but uh, you know. $22,000 to get something in the Cannes Film Festival, I, that's just, uh, you know, it, it's obviously assuming that uh, that whoever uh, is collecting the uh, 20000 is going to put in $100,000 of their own money or their own time to get the thing finished. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know all the answers, but now the number is really, uh, you know, uh, $10,000. Well, no, it's not. Uh, it's not. No, it's not, Ed. Just because Drew died doesn't mean that money wasn't spent, and it doesn't mean that there isn't still a family who might be able to use it. The money, the, the the number doesn't change at all because somebody died. Well, you know, call call up the man's widow and see if that's what she wants well, to pursue, I'm, or, or if, you know. Mm. Uh, but but it, it really it's down to I don't know I I suppose I can probably look at this to find out uh, how many people uh, people were buying associate producer spots. That's funny. Uh, that uh, that uh, you know it's between the people that that contributed and whatnot. I mean, that's it, true. It's, the thing is that there is footage out there, and and it can be used by other people. The the, the first the Rev one of of the outrage was he should give this footage over to somebody else. Then Rev two is oh it doesn't matter if the footage the footage is useless. And then Rev three is well this guy has the footage he can't use it and he's holding it. Uh, so. You know, it's to me, and, and I know, I mean, this Anthony guy, which is the the V four P three R guy. He is a parasite. He just does this. He's going after Dimitri. He's going after Bersardo. He's going after uh, the vaping militia. He's going after everybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, that if, I suppose that's how you, you get a name for yourself. But, you know, you know I, I don't think there's that much credibility. Well, he left, you know, it's interesting. So this is a follow-up thing maybe I'll do. He left the, he said the guy's name and the thing. So I'll, I don't know. I guess I'll call him up and see what's doing. I, I don't really. Again, I don't think any. The, the hard drives are just. The, no, <laughs> they're I mean, useless. I, I, but I, I, I'll, call, I'll call him up. I'll call him up. See what's doing. Yeah, because I, I really, other than you know, uh, being an observer of what's been going on and happen to be watching, uh, you know, some of these shows that uh, Vapor Joe is putting on with this guy and and whatnot. I mean, I, I don't, I don't have a dog in the hunt, really. Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, all I know is is what there is, and I, I just think, you know, it. Th this guy is going after whoever, you know, when he says that, you know, you can't believe he's calling uh, Phil Bersardo a fat bastard, uh, bastardo, and he's calling people names like that. Well, that's it's funny. Just really juvenile stuff, and uh, you know that that you know this is just the the next in line of a long continuation of, uh, continuation of you know this is like the seventh one. And this is just the one that got traction this week. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. If you were, if if you are somebody who donated, I don't care if it's a dollar. I don't care if it's a hundred dollars. I don't care what it is. Just email me. Let's 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 see what happens. Because you got a right to ask for your money back. I don't. I'm not saying he has an absolute obligation to give it back. Although, I don't know. I think he does. But I don't know. I don't feel. Yeah, I do feel pretty strongly about that. So fuck it. Let's go. I got his number here. Yeah. Let's ring him up. Let's see what happens. I'm, so, I'm fucking so, tired of this shit. So Kevin actually had a show on this uh, where I believe he talked to uh, Link. And then uh, I think you had a show or Dimitri had a show where they talked to Lou Ritter. And Lou Ritter spoke to this too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a fucking shit show.
Anyway, I got it's. You see what happens? Uh, no, thank you for calling in though, because you you know you knew some stuff. Okay, are you going to call him right now? No, I'm not going to call him right now. No, I'm not. No, I, I because because uh, what I would do is I would call him live on the air actually, but I didn't give any money as a, and as a matter of fact, sadly and disgustingly, I did benefit from this a. In a small way, I, I donated some of my time for a free trip to Chicago and, like I said, hotel room and hot dogs. So um, I don't have... No, no, no. I think you should, you should play, uh, no, no, no. play uh, uh, the, the spot for uh, jumper cables and then uh, see if you can spend that time... Uh, no, 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 no. What I'm going to do... No, I'm going to do it the okay. right... I'll, I'll tell Already. you what. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's, it's a fair point. I'm willing to call them live on the air, but I want somebody who donated. I want to talk to them in advance set it up and then do it. I want to do it the right way, not just me saying, "Hey, what the fuck?" Like I don't have a dog in it, you know, just like you. But some people do. So I'd rather do it with somebody who gave their hard-earned money to do. It. I'd rather do it that way. And I will. Okay? Yeah. Hey man, thanks yeah. for the, thanks thanks for the call. Good call. Yeah. Right. There he goes. Ed. And thanks for the heads up. I was going to link uh I was going to link to that uh blog, but I won't do that now. It sounds like the guy's a jerk off. Yeah, I got a hot dog in here. <laughs> okay, so where do I start? 10.07 p.m. And I got... So what's the worst shit? All right, well, let's just start. Yeah, let's start with the worst, okay? How about that? How about with a an officer who's a rapist? doesn't get much worse than that. So listen to this. Um, so keep in mind when you listen to this. So this guy's going to jail, and that's good. We're talking about parole officer. He raped a woman on video, right? Just listen to the news report here. A parole officer accused of a sifting crime under arrest accused of raping a woman out on parole. Investigators say the victim was able to capture his criminal behavior on camera. Seven's Vanessa Medina live at the Coral Springs Police Department with details. Vanessa? Well, this man was in a position of authority and he took advantage of this woman. According to police here in Coral Springs, he raped her. Her daughter was in the next room, but she recorded the whole ordeal so police would believe her. Zachary Bailey, a veteran probation officer working with the Florida Department of Corrections for more than 25 years, and now he's landed himself behind bars. This is someone who's, who's hired to protect you, essentially, hired to say, hey, you know, protect the society, and you don't expect your probation officer to be acting in this manner. Bailey telling a female parolee he had to do a home study at her apartment. On the first time he went there, he said he needed to check out the bedroom. While in the bedroom, Mr. Bailey did sexually batter the victim by putting his hands down in front of her pants. According to the police report, she told him, Mr. Bailey, you can't do that. What are you doing? He left coming back the next day. She was ready grabbing her phone, recording the exchange. Uh, the video is extremely explicit. It essentially shows what her accusations are. According to the police report, the defendant asked for a massage. She said no. He began taking off his clothes. It goes on to say the defendant told the victim to perform oral sex on him. And when she declined, he put a condom on and pushed her on the bed. And that's when police say he raped her. 
she told him that this is rape. Uh, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do this. This is rape. Um, unfortunately, she was in fear. She was in fear that if she, you know, reported this, that he would violate her probation and it would put her back in jail. At this time, we're really uncertain if there's additional victims out there or not. However, if there is additional victims, you need to go to the authorities. Don't be afraid that you're going to get your probation violated. It's very important that you come forward. So if you are a victim or if you know of someone who is, you're urged to call Broward Crime Stoppers at number 954-493-TIPS. Bailey was fired yesterday. We went to his home for a comment and no one would answer the door. Reporting live in Coral Springs, Vanessa Medina, 7 News. So here's the thing. You heard the the officer from the Florida the Police Department saying, you know, if, if, if anyone out there is any, if, if you've been abused, well, listen. You guys have a list. You guys have records of everybody he had supervision of over while they were on parole. You know who these people are. You fucking call them up. What are you going to expect that everybody's going to watch this news report to know this? And it's the thing is, it's like these types of officers have much more power, much more authority over the people that they're hired to supervise who are on parole than than a regular cop. I like a lot. I mean, when you are out on parole, it's not the same thing as being, it's, it's a long shot away from being free. You, you are under, you got, you do not have all your rights by any, and, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be that way. They ostensibly went to jail for something. I mean, hopefully it was something other than fucking bullshit drug charge, but maybe you did do something bad and you didn't. Okay. So you're, you're out on parole. It's a part of the system that is, I don't know, a good thing, hopefully. So, but these people have almost total control over them. And that's why she had a video. There's no way she could have reported this because she's just going to fuck with her. Beyond. And if you think about this, do you, th do you think this is the first time this guy ever did it? This, you know, he's been a parole officer for, you know, 10 years. Eh, today I'm going to decide to rape somebody. He probably did this a dozen times. I mean, come on. It looked like he knew exactly that. Didn't even give a shit about it. You got the, and he was, she's just like, okay, this is rape. <laughs> and it's on camera. If not for the video evidence, he'd be out there still doing it. And yeah, I know this is different than a cop, but it's a law enforcement officer. It's a part of the, part of the, uh, it's part of the justice system somewhere. Too much shit. All right, what's next? Let's just pick one. Let's do it that way. So here's one. God damn it. What do I want to do? Okay, I got a couple of them here. So some people who are on death row were let out this week or in the last couple of weeks. So let's talk about this guy first. I'm sorry to the woman who was freed after being in jail on death row for 22 years. I don't have time for you tonight. How fucked up is that? We got to go to the guy in Cleveland who was freed, who was on death row for 39 years. This is him as he leaves jail. And, and the reason why I think this before I play it, the reason why this footage is, is interesting. So here's a guy who's on death row, innocent, 39 years. Listen to the, listen to what he says. 
getting out of jail. I. This is unbelievable how somebody could have such a positive attitude after being so, so wronged. It's uh, extraordinary. I'm very happy, needless to say. You know, words can't express how I feel right now. I'm just glad to be out, glad to be a free man. What are you, you going to do, do today? Where are you going to go? Wow. I mean, you know, you sit in prison for so long, you think about this day, but when it actually comes, you don't know what you, well, you just want to do something, you know, besides what you've been doing for 39 years. Okay. How excited are you to see Ronnie? And Wiley. I think those well, are I really kids. haven't got a chance to meet him yet, see him yet. I saw him briefly in the courtroom, but I'm dying to meet him. I want to embrace him and hug him. Excuse me. Because we've been through a lot together, and we made it. You know, we're here. We made it. Just because you're in prison, you don't have to be a prisoner. You got to be a man, you know. And you got to get yourself together regardless of what the circumstances are, and you got to press forward. You know, you know you're innocent, and you got to keep fighting, you know. Now, what's your first meal? You're Everybody asks that. I mean, I don't really, as long as it's not prison food. You, know? <laughs> you walked into the courtroom today, you smiled at some people, you waved at them. Who were they? Uh, family, friends, and I mean, just people I didn't really know. I'm just glad to see people. <laughs> you know? I'm just happy to see people, you know, for real. What are your thoughts about the people who got you here in the first place 39 years ago? the people who said you did it when you didn't? Well, um, I guess a lot of people would want me to hate that person and feel carry animosity towards him, but I don't. You know, people have to remember that. They see him as a grown man today, but 70, in 75, he was a 12-year-old kid. And he was manipulated and coerced by the police, you know, and they, they used him. They used him to get us in prison. So. As far as uh, that young man is concerned, I wish him the best. I don't hate him. I don't. I just wish he has a good life. It took a lot of courage to do what he did in that courtroom. You guys didn't see his testimony. You didn't hear his testimony, but it took a lot of courage to do what he did. They tried to break him. They tried to screw him up. But at the end, he always said the same basic thing. They didn't do it. I lied. And that took a lot of courage for him. He'd been carrying a burden around for 39 years like we have. But in the end, he came through, and I'm grateful for that. Incredibly positive attitude for someone who had 39 years, 39 years of his life taken away. So he was given a settlement. Now, if you read this article from fucking cleveland.com Cleveland's newest Cleveland's newest millionaire what a fucking bullshit article I mean they have they generally have all the relevant facts in it but they they talk about this guy like he's a fucking lottery winner got a million dollars okay let's do the math one million dollar settlement for 39 years in jail that's $25,000 a year. Does any thinking person think that's fair? $25,000. Now, now they say he might be entitled to another million dollars, but a lot of that is going to go to legal fees. And it's based on, uh, you know, what he might have earned anyway. But he's got to give a lot of that to the lawyers, right? 
So even if it was $2 million, which it's not, but even at best $50,000 to rot in jail for 39 years, is that just? Hell fucking no. What kind of a lawyer is this that couldn't get him more than that? And the reason I say that, look at this guy over here. This guy, and I'm not saying this is a, this is a bad result. There's a guy who was jailed for five days. So you're talking 39 years for this guy gets at best $2 million, but not, you know, significantly less than $2 million. Let's call it 1-5, right? Called he's going to see 1-5 for 39 years. This guy, five days, $4.1 million. Now, granted, this guy who went to jail for five days almost died and I'm not arguing with the settlement at all of four point one million. But I mean, where where's the this poor thirty nine years? All right, let's see what happened to this guy that got him four one. Uh, for the first few days, I was in pretty much denial. okay. So uh, just because uh, they pick up in the middle of this, so so he was at a party, right? College kid, he was at a party, which was like a four twenty party. Now he's going there to smoke some dope, you know. He's not, he was never, this guy was never arrested, by the way. Never, ne well, uh, I guess he was, a, well, he was never charged. Never charged with a crime, this guy you're going to hear from here. But he was at a party, and apparently the people throwing the party were like big-time drug dealers, so the DEA raided it. And uh, so this guy, he was just there to smoke dope. Again, never charged with anything. Didn't have possession of everything, he was, of anything. He was just smoking dope at the party. So they threw him in a cell, and then, whoops. They forgot about him, like totally forgot about him. Put him in a shoebox cell, no toilet, no running water, and nobody even looked at him for five days. Uh, for the first few days, I was in pretty much denial. Um, I couldn't believe what they were doing to me because I didn't think it was an accident. Just because of how many people were involved, I really didn't think it. they forgot me. So I, I, was, I was a bit worried about what they were going to do and confused all kinds of emotions, just a, just a clash of emotions, all of it. You had, had, had hallucinations. I mean, you were close to kidney failure. You had to go in intensive care after this. I mean, it is, right. it is not an exaggeration to say you mind. had to die. You almost thought you were gonna die. No, that's not an exaggeration at all. I, was, I, was, I could have died any moment. You lost about 15 pounds, right, during that time? I did. And, and how did you survive? I mean, I know we talked about you having to drink your own urine, which is just <clears throat> horrific to even talk about, but that, that, that was your sustenance, right? That probably is what saved me. Uh, I knew I needed to drink some fluid, and the only fluid that was around was for myself, which is urine. And, um, and scientifically, you just know that you're gonna die without it. I do watch survivor shows, and I, I, do, I did learn that you, you do have to drink your own urine if that's all you have. So I went ahead and did that. The other thing I did was try to get the sprinkler going. Uh, there was a sprinkler attached to the ceiling. And uh, I tried to get that uh, to spill some waters so I can drink some of it or at least swim in it or something. It took a lot of energy because it was in the ceiling and I was barely tall enough to even reach it with my fingertips. I also, you know, kicked the door, had, you know, cries for help. Put shoelaces and pieces of my jacket to the bottom of the door to to let them know that I was there. 
I did all kinds of stuff. Whatever you can think of to survive in there, I did. Daniel, when you look back, I mean, you know, nine people, including you, were detained during this original raid um, by the DEA. And the agents, as, we, as you, you heard, you know, they found all this ecstasy, drugs, other kinds of guns, ammunition. Um, they never charged you. What were you doing no. in that house? I was celebrating uh, 420. It's a, it's a holiday that a lot of college students, many college students celebrate um, to, to celebrate marijuana. So I was smoking marijuana at, the, at that house, just celebrating it, like a party, yeah. a small party. A party, and, and you weren't aware of the ecstasy and the really heavy kinds of drugs and guns in the house? Absolutely not. Well, I, I knew about some stuff, but definitely not, the, not that stuff, no. And then, you, you know, you were obviously never formally arrested, never formally charged. Um, you've settled for the, for the, with the DEA for $4.1 million. Now, um, I know you're working towards a degree in economics, I believe, at UC San Diego. $4.1 million is a lot of money. And I don't mean to say that you didn't go through hell because, because you did. And it was horrific and you almost died. But $4.1 million is a lot of money. What are you going to do with it? I, I'm going to buy a home for my family. And other than that, I'm pretty much going to protect it from myself, and I'm going to lock it all away. And save it. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going for the retirement. So good, you know, thank God he's alive, honestly. It really does sound like it. I mean, no food and water for five days. Yeah, you could die. And it sounds like he went through hell. Uh, too bad the guy in fucking Cleveland for 39 years didn't have his lawyer. Do the math. Two million at best for thirty-nine years, versus four point one million for five days. That's pretty easy math to do. Five days, four point one million dollars. You, you get, you get it. But should you go to jail for thirty-nine years? You can die from that too. The jail's not, you know, it ain't easy. Prison, I should say. So what happens when this is this is you know. You, you kind of, you almost expect that there's going to be some cop, you know, going into the evidence room, you know, skimming, you know, how easy is it really for a cop to go into the evidence room, cut open a kilo of cocaine, scoop, you know, you could probably scoop out a hundred thousand dollars worth of blow from a fucking kilo, replace it with baby baking soda or something, seal it back up. No one will ever notice and you can make a nice little business for yourself from doing that, right? But that's not what we're talking about in this case. This case, we're talking about... Now, this is in um, Fresno, California. Where the fuck are my notes? Here we go. Fresno, California, which I, I, I don't know shit about Fresno, but I looked it up because we're talking about the deputy chief. This guy was the number two in charge, the number two cop in charge of Fresno. So I'm thinking to myself, and he was... Um, he was busted. Not, not. It wasn't an internal affairs thing. He was busted by uh, FBI, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So this is like they don't get involved with fucking chicken shit. You know, guys going into the evidence locker, skimming, skimming drugs off, or skimming money from the. They don't. ATF and FBI. They, they don't get involved in that shit. But I'm saying to myself, I'm like, what is Fresno? I don't know Fresno, California. I figure it's some you know podunk town. No. Fresno, California has a population greater than Raleigh, North Carolina, Kansas City, Missouri, Cleveland, Ohio, New Orleans, Louisiana, Miami, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia. This ain't no podunk town. This is a real city. It's bigger than Atlanta. Who knew? Fresno, right? 
So you got this second-in-command cop in a city bigger in population than Atlanta, Georgia. Eight years as the deputy chief of, chief of police. And what exactly he was involved with, I don't know. But like I said, the ATF and the, D, and the uh, FBI, they don't go looking into the shit unless it's fucking major. It ain't evidence locker nonsense. So how the fuck does the deputy chief of, of police, second in charge of a city bigger than Atlanta, on the post for eight years, plus however long he was with the department before then, we're talking about there's some gross malfeasance going on here, right? You think he was doing whatever he was doing. You think he was doing this without any other help from the department? Do you think that for one second? We're talking, if the ATF and the FBI is getting involved, we're talking about major trafficking of guns and or drugs, right? You think he's not doing that without any help? Now, I saw the, the press conference, and they had the chief, the number one guy on, and um, I actually believe him. Uh, not based on any evidence, really. I just listened to the guy talk. I looked at him, and I actually believe him. The FBI and the ATF, um, and I believe this too, didn't say anything to him until after this guy was arrested, which is really the right thing to do because they're probably thinking the same thing as I am. This whole fucking department is corrupt. This guy can't do this on his own. You can't run a drug empire by yourself without anyone else knowing. So, hey, good job, ATF and FBI, and doing things the way you did. You got him. He's going away. Good. And you know, it's funny. The, <laughs> the one thing that this, this chief was saying in the, in the, in the press, press conference, he's like, you know, you know, you, people are innocent until proven guilty. That's the only time you'll hear a cop say that. The only time you'll, you'll hear a cop say, well, the suspect is innocent until proven guilty is if the suspect is a cop. Just, I thought that as a funny side note. You, know, you don't really hear that too often. Oh, here's the story. Sorry. Fresno. Who knew? Big city. You don't get much bigger brass than that. You don't get much bigger brass balls than that, for that matter. Okay, so let's take a little break from the police abuse. I do want I want to talk about free speech. I think we really do take for granted how much protection the First Amendment gives us as Americans. Because I saw, you all know, I'm an atheist. I'm a, I'm an anti-theist, okay? I'm against religion in every way, shape, and form. I think it is the most dangerous threat to the survival of our species. I think it's the number one cause of uh, hatred and violence in the world, okay? That said, I will, as much as I detest it, I will, you, I will, I'll do anything to protect your right to believe, to speak it, whatever. You've got a right. You've got, you want to clasp your hands, stare at the ceiling, and talk to yourself. God bless, right? But it's not like that. You know, you even think about a country like England, right? You think England, even in a country like that, you have this guy, this preacher, standing on a sidewalk, and he's reading out of the Bible. 
and he was arrested and fined um, the uh, it's like uh, 1400 pounds which is over two thousand dollars we're not talking about a fucking fifty dollar ticket here two thousand dollars for reading out of Leviticus and what did he say because I mean this is you know this isn't I almost feel sorry for people like this because it's brainwashing you know but it's not it's not something he made up here we go. Levit so what he was reading specifically was Leviticus 2013, which, which translation do you want to go by? They're all pretty much the same. If a man, and this is a, it's a famous one. You probably know it already. If a man also lie, um, if, which one do I want to use? Well, they all look about the same. If there is a man who lies with a male as those who lie with a woman, both of them have committed a detestable act. They shall surely be put to death. Um, they have committed an abomination. Okay? So that's what he was arrested for. He was, he was basically arrested for saying that gay people, or at least gay men, I, I, I don't, I, apparently the Bible did not predict lesbianism or didn't speak about it, but it did directly address homosexuality between men. So if men have sex with each other, it's an abomination. And that's specifically what he was arrested for because it's considered hate speech. And this is in a this is in a first world country. Not so this isn't Saudi Arabia. You know where where you just get fucking executed for blasphemy. This is in fucking England, right? How is this? And and you know what? The, the the thing is, the more I look into this, this hate speech stuff, like we're basically alone in the world. America is alone in the world in protecting all free speech. Now, now, granted, not every you can't just say anything and be and it's protected speech. No, you can't slander or libel somebody. I can't say John Doe uh, is a is a baby raper, you know, unless he actually is. I can't do that. I can't say, um. John Doe Plumbing Company uh, is, uh, you know, putting in faulty pipes and uh, putting people. I, I can't. I can't say things that aren't true, that will affect your reputation or your business. You know, cause loss of income. You can't do that. That's slander or libel. It should be. Should be legal. I can't yell. You know, some. If I'm if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody, they're up on a ladder, and I start yelling. There's some fucking maniac running down the street shooting people with a machine gun. And he's up on a ladder and he's trying to get down real quick so he could protect his children. And he falls off the ladder. Should I be liable for any damages or injury caused? Of course, because it's lying. Same thing as fire in a movie theater. But in these cases where speech is not legal in this country, there's a victim. There's something, that, something bad that happened because you said something that's not true. Now, if it's true, there's a guy running down the street and then you're trying to help the guy and he hurts himself. Well, listen, hey, you're trying to help. In the case of a guy who is a baby raper or who, whose company is doing something that's that's not right, yeah, you should talk about it if it's true. And you're protected if, if it is. But this guy should... What, what am I missing here? If this guy's reading from a Bible and getting arrested for it, then why is the sale of the book legal? I mean, if you're going to make someone reading from it illegal, 
shouldn't selling the book be illegal too? Listen, I'm not for either of those things. And we're not talking about some, you know, fringe. This is, it's fucking Leviticus for Christ's sakes. It's the Holy Bible. If he can't say it, why can you buy it? And he's in public. You don't have to listen to it. You don't like it, keep walking. Where's the victim? Where's the victim here? You think if there's a crime, there ought to be a victim, right? I would think that the only person who could possibly be a victim of it would be somebody who actually believes it. Now, let, let's say, let's say, you know, I'm straight, and we'll talk about that in a second. Now, I'm straight. What if he was saying, now, this isn't in the Bible, but, but what if just some whack job was on a corner saying all straight people are going to be put to, you know, spend an eternity in hell for their sins? Well, I wouldn't give a fuck. It's the same thing, right? What? How is it different? I wouldn't be offended by it. I wouldn't care about it. And I would just say to myself, well, here's a crazy person. And it'd be no different. No different between someone saying, you know, gay people are going to go to hell for their sins and it's and it's abomination versus someone saying it about straight people. There's no difference because it's nonsense. Right? The only person who could possibly be hurt or offended by, not hurt, offended by it, would be somebody who would actually believe him. So please, will somebody find me a victim here? Why this guy who's preaching on a street corner, something he didn't make up, Leviticus fucking 2013, where's the victim that warrants $2,000 that this guy has to pay? He's in public. You don't have to listen to it. Just keep walking. This is England. Free speech only works if it's truly unabridged and free. If there is no victim, there is no crime. And you got people, that they, they think this is a good idea. Well, I mean, who gets to decide what the hate speech is? Who gets to, he's, he's not saying you, John Doe, should be put to death. And even if he did, how bad, you know, unless he's fucking holding an ax and ready to do it himself. He's not inciting a mob to attack a person. He's reading the fucking Bible. So who gets to decide? I mean, I guess, I mean, let's ask it that way. And I'm kind of paraphrasing Hitchens here a bit. Do you know anyone? You. Do you know anyone who you're going to entrust into deciding who will and who will not? No, no, who will? Do you know anybody? Because there's got to be somebody. There's got to be somebody to draft these laws. There's got to be somebody who makes these law who makes these laws to say what is hate speech and what isn't. Who are you going to trust to do that, to get it right? I, I don't want the job. <laughs> it's, it's fucking impossible. Because now, I mean, it's just, it just, it just, it really, um, it just blows my mind that this, this is existing in first world countries that you can't read from the fucking Bible. Yeah, it's nonsense, but that's kind of the point. And you know what? How about this? Here's something else to think about. There's the There certainly is the issue of the man's right to speak. What about my right to hear it? 
Now, granted, I know Leviticus. I know it's a bunch of fucking fairy tale nonsense. Bullshit. Nobody's going to jail for having gay sex. I mean, nobody. Well, that's another country. They do. That's another uh, story. They do in some places. Nobody's going to hell for having gay sex. There is no hell. So it's a bunch, a bunch of nonsense. But what if I want to hear it? Right? What about my right to hear it? What about my shit? Maybe I'm wrong, right? I've been wrong about lots of shit. What if I want to hear it? Who are you to say that this guy can't say it? And and that, you know, even if you even if you look at something like um like Holocaust deniers, right? Fucking a lot of these people fucking whacked out scum of the earth, right? This is something that's completely prohibited in even mentioning in most of Europe. Now, listen, I know the Holocaust happened. Lost half my fucking family because of it, right? I know it's a real thing. But listen, should these people not be even able to raise the point? What if I actually do want to hear it? What if I actually want to listen to what they have to say? Isn't that my right too? There's a guy who went to jail in fucking uh, Austria. He didn't even do it. They just thought he was going to do it. I wish that I should have pulled it up. So so going along with this whole thing on free speech, there's this, uh, it's related to what's going on in Indiana right now. Now, the, the, whole, the whole fucking country is in an uproar. I just saw fucking um, Governor Cuomo, Governor of New York, has suspended all travel, all government-related travel to Indiana. Listen to this. Today, I direct all agencies, departments, boards, and commissions to immediately review all requests for state-funded or state-sponsored travel to the state of Indiana and to bar any such publicly-funded travel that is not essential to the enforcement of state law or public health and safety. The ban on publicly-funded travel shall take place immediately. New York State has been and will continue to be a leader in ensuring that all LGBT persons enjoy full and equal civil rights. With this action, we stand by our LGBT family members, friends, and colleagues to ensure that their rights are respected. That's a big deal, huh? State of New York. You work for the state of New York. You can't go to Indiana. Not as part of you. You go there on your own, sure. Not a part of state business, though. That's something, huh? So what are they talking about here? This is something everybody is fucking wrong on this, or at least I haven't heard from somebody who's fucking right. What did Indiana do exactly? Nothing new, really. They got these uh, Protection of Religious Freedom Acts all over the country. There's like, a, there's like, I think there's a couple dozen states that have it at least. All right, so so. The LG, and you, you won't find somebody more in favor of gay rights than me, or at least in a rational way. And by that, I mean they should have the same rights as everybody. And this, all right, let's, so let's bring up this, this. This is the point I had. Here's the problem the problem is that you got all these people that they're defining who should have the right to do this or that based on gay and straight people. Listen, here's the deal, folks. There's no such thing as a gay person. I really mean that. There's no such thing as a straight person. There is only such a thing as gay sex 
or straight sex. There is no such thing as a gay person. They're just a person. The fact that they engage in gay sex or want to have a, 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 like a civil union or contract or marriage is fucking irrelevant. They're just people. Is that, is that really, a, you know, I thought about that. Is that really a crazy thing to say that there's no such thing as a gay person? I think it's true. I'm not a straight person. I'm a male who happens to enjoy having sex with women. How should that classify me in any way related to the state at all? Why should they care? Why should there be any jurisdiction over anything I do? Because without getting too graphic, I have sex with women. They should have, it, it's none of their business in any way. I, I really kind of think that maybe the gay community could get a lot more done if they really thought of things this way, that there's no such thing as gay people. There's no such thing as straight people. You do something in your bedroom, do that. You're still just a human being. Anyway, so they got this, this law and everyone is, and, and who would care, right? But that's the thing, so many people do. And part of this is the fault of religion. And part of this, you know, you know, you know, if it was just religion, we'd be fine. Believe it or not. It's the fact that these people get their hooks into the state and influence law and policy. Like I said, you want to talk about this. You want to, you want to pray about this. You want to raise your family this way. That's fine. You know, religion's like a penis. It's fine to have one. Just don't go taking it out in public. And for God's sakes, don't cram it down my children's throat. So yeah, religion is the origin of the problem, but it wouldn't be a big deal. It's the state. They get involved in this fucking Michigas. So what's happening in Indiana? You know, it's it, it's a fucking crazy thing because if you read the legislation, which is the first thing that I did, because you got what I just read you there. You got New York State. You can't even fucking go there on official business. And you had Angie's List which is like this, uh, that's kind of another, Angie says they were about to put like $40 million into a facility in Indiana, supposedly create a thousand jobs and they yanked it. And they're like, we're not doing any business in Indiana. That's fine. That's your, you know, honestly, state of Indiana, you got off easy with that. Cause I'll tell you right now, a year from now, Angie's list, it ain't going to be in business. It's such a fucking joke. They can't, they, they, they can't keep a customer. They can't turn a profit. You want to make an investment you know, short that stock hard. People, bottom line, I mean, I don't want to get too into this. They charge users for reviews. Users don't want to pay for reviews. Angie's List is going out of business real soon. So anyway, but it was big news. I mean, they were going to put 40 million into a thing. Sure, it would have gone belly up, but still made the news. Big company. So anyway, you got all these people, they're all up in arms over this legislation, right? So what is it? I'm like, I got to read this. You know, it's funny. Nowhere in this legislation does the word gay, lesbian, transgender, anything, anything of that nature, nowhere does it get mentioned. It's just basically saying that the state can't get involved if someone's religious uh, beliefs are being uh, forced. You know, they're, they're being forced to do something. 
that's against their religious beliefs. So what is this all about? And it, and it concerns businesses. What is this all about? I'll tell you what it's about. I've talked about this several times on the show. It's about fucking wedding cakes. Ultimately, that is what this is about. I mean, not just those businesses, but that's something that's been popping up again and again. So you got somebody, you know, you got a gay couple. They're going to get married. They go to a cake shop. They said, I want to buy a cake. Um, you know, we're two gay men and we're going to get married. So we want a cake. We want a picture of the, you know, we want little two grooms on the top and we want it in, you know, gay pride colors and the whole thing. So you got the business owner who's a devout Christian. This goes against their beliefs. And they say, you know, I, I don't want to do that. So they sue and often win. Now, listen, what the fuck are you up, up to really here? I mean, come on. Why would you want to do business with someone with those beliefs? You can't find another fucking cake shop. They're not selling oxygen. They're selling cakes. You can find another cake shop. Is it really that big of a deal? And, you know, this was highlighted by the fact that, and, you know, people have won these lawsuits. So some guy, no, so, so, so let's put it another way. What about this? So instead of a Christian cake shop owner, what if you're a Jewish cake shop owner, right? And some guy comes in and he's like, I want a cake with a big old swastika in the middle, right? So if you think that the cake shop, the Christian cake shop owner has to make the cake for the gay couple who are getting married, you think that's true? Then tell me why the Jewish cake shop owner shouldn't have to do it also for the person who wants a swastika on a cake. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. If you believe one is true, then so is the other. If you're going to find that cake shop owner liable for refusing them service or refusing to make them that cake with the two you know, gay guys on top of it, then the Jewish guy, he's got to be forced to make the cake with the swastika on it. You can't, you can't have it both ways. Listen, just find another place to make your cake. And here's what this all comes down to, that nobody, nobody is bringing up. This is all nonsense. At the end of the day, you own a business, you can turn away anyone. Fuck, man, even Burger King. You, you can't go to Burger King if you're not wearing shoes. You can't go to barefoot into a Burger King. And shit, beyond that, any business owner, you, you should be able to turn away anyone for any reason. And does that mean the horrible, you know, people, you know, people who have these fucked up beliefs about, about gays and whatnot? Yeah, they're fucked up. So fuck them. Go on social media, you know, go on social media, post about them. That's your, there's your First Amendment right. You respect their First Amendment right and their private property as a business owner right to do business with whoever they want. So now when you bring this up, what does everybody say? They always come back. So you think that we should go back to the way things were in the 50s and 60s in the Deep South where blacks couldn't get service. That's what they always bring up, right? Okay, fair enough to bring it up. So let's address that point. Now, there was a big, first of all, the problem wasn't just, you know, coffee shops and restaurants turning blacks away, right? It wasn't just that. The state was knee deep in this. 
public restrooms. Blacks and whites had their own. And obviously, the as they would call it at the time, the colored restrooms were pigsty and the white ones were good. Drinking fountains. You got to sit on the back of the bus. So the state was knee deep in this. Now that's something, now that now as far as that's concerned, no, the state doesn't get to decide who gets service and who didn't. You pay, you know, taxpayer, the, the, the population, taxpayers contribute to this. No, the state can't decide who and who does not get the service. These are public utilities, public functions, right? State doesn't get to decide. Now, you might say, well, Russ, if you're saying that the cake shop owner who's a Jew who doesn't want the swastika, he doesn't want to give, he doesn't want to take that guy's business, or the Christian who doesn't want to make the gay cake. Now, if you're saying they got that right, then aren't you saying that the white restaurant owner doesn't have to give service to the black person? Yes, I am saying that. Yes, they should have that right. It's despicable. Guy's a fucking racist. Yeah. That doesn't mean I want to go back to the way that things were in the 50s and 60s. Now, I will make the concession that things were so fucked up in the South from the time that the Civil War ended all the way through for a long time, 50s, 60s, and beyond. I am loath to admit or to suggest that there are times when the state should get involved. Was that a time when the state should have gotten involved? You can probably twist my arm. I would probably say yes. Things were so fucked up at the time. And, you know, combined with the fact that the state was knee deep in it themselves. So they're doing it to their own their own um, functions and, you know, buses, public restrooms, all that shit. It was so bad that was there a need for the state to step in to private businesses to say, yeah, I, I, get, I, I think so. I think so. That was 1960. There might have been need. There was probably need for the government to get involved with that shit back then. It's 2015. What's going to happen? What's going to happen today if a store refuses service to somebody because they're black or because they're gay or because they're Jewish or whatever? You know, there was a lady who is up in arms about this this thing going on in Indiana. She's just some lady, you know? She's got some friends on Facebook. So she's no big, no big public figure. So she was outraged on it. She was outraged by this, and she wants to protest. That's her right. That's fine. She puts up a Facebook post. You know, they interviewed about her. They, they interviewed her about her Facebook post. She put it on Facebook, say, I want to protest this. I want to, go to, I want to go to the steps of City Hall. I'm against this law. Okay, Mazel tov. So the reporter asked her, you know, this was after the after it happened. They asked her, you know, how many people did you expect to show up? And she said, I mean, in my wildest dreams, 100 people would have showed up. If 100 people showed up, I would have been ecstatic. 2,000 showed up. 2,000 people from a Facebook post, Right? And that's kind of the point. We don't need the state for this anymore. We have so many other options to highlight. And, you, and you've and you got every right, you know? 
If you walk into, if you want, if two people, two two gay people walk into, they're not gay people. They're they're two people who have gay uh, gay sex. I should remember that. Anyway, the two people who are getting married who are the same sex. They want to make a cake, and someone says, you know, it's against my religious beliefs. You know what? Honestly, just go buy another cake. But if you want to, so that people know, you know, in that community, that this is a place not to go. Then put it on Facebook. Go ahead. It'll get a lot of attention. You don't need the state. Same thing for anyone else. Why? Why, why do you need? What? Why do you need someone to draft a bill with the force of law, which is the force of gun, to handle this shit anymore? We don't need that anymore. Just mind your own fucking business. Take your fucking money elsewhere. Now listen, like I said, the state's involved in this. The state is discriminating in whatever, the military, the post office, the city bus, and people are getting different, that's different, okay? We're talking about private business. Just let people be. I mean, think of it this way. How much different, really, is it? How much different is a private business from your private home, Right? Let's say you invite some friends over to you. Let's say you're a fucking racist, right? You are a racist person, or there is a racist person, okay? Now, he invites some friends over for dinner. Now, he didn't know that, you know, somebody asked, you could bring a friend, and that friend brought a friend, and that friend is a black guy, right? So they show up to the door, right? They're all coming in for a little get-together, and then racist guy says, I don't want that black guy in my house. Now, is anybody going to create a piece of legislation that is going to force racist white guy to let someone into his home that he doesn't like because of race or, or, or sexual orientation or whatever? Nobody's going to write that law, right? Because it's, it's his home. He can do whatever he wants with it, right? So how is a business different? Just because a business is, is, op is open to the public. Why, why can't people just see that, like, None of this shit is fucking necessary in any way, shape, or form. It's a private business. You do what you want with it. You have your, your whatever customers you want to have, you have. And you know what? You're going to start denying people service based on the shit? Well, you're not going to have a private business for long because the free market's going to take care of you. Why are people involved in this shit? It's so stupid. And now you got the, got the state of New York and others, I, I, th I think I'm sure are coming. You're not allowed to travel to Indiana on official business. The fuck, man? Let people let people run their lives and their business, whatever way they see fit. No matter how retarded it is, nobody's getting hurt. It's a fucking wedding cake. I wish, I wish, I, you know, I I got this listener base i think that is largely libertarian or libertarian leaning i just wish i had people you know back in the day when i first started i'd, I'd have all sorts of people listening who uh you know don't listen anymore because they don't like me they don't like my beliefs i wish i had the kind of show or the kind of audience i should say don't 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 get me wrong i, I love the, the audience of the show is unbelievable but i really wish i had people who fervently disagreed with me on this stuff who had or maybe they do listen or had, who, who could call him i just wish i'd like to talk to somebody and also you know i live in new york 
And like, well, actually, I should be able to find people pretty easily. Maybe I'll start a spirited discussion at the bar tonight or, or sometime. Someone's got to tell me how any of this makes sense. Just leave people be. 10.58. I guess we got time for something else, right? I got a long sheet, police abuse. Well, let's finish up with this one. Yeah. Let's finish up with this. So this is just the... This, this, this one's a bit of a mystery at this point. If I could find it. Here we go. This one is actually a bit of a mystery. So this is... Um, so this Uber driver, right? He gets pulled over. Now, the, the, there's still a lot of details that are coming out. Like, I'm seeing news reports on this. Basically, what, what, what you're going to hear is an Uber driver getting his ass reamed by somebody. Now, this somebody was driving uh, an unmarked vehicle, and the, the somebody wasn't playing clothes. Now, this somebody driving an unmarked vehicle clearly has flashing blue and red lights. This somebody clearly wrote him a ticket, yet nobody can figure out if he's actually a cop or not. Now, now there's this one website I really like, um, Photography is Not a Crime, that covers like First Amendment issues and Fourth Amendment issues. Um, and and they, they said they talked to the NYPD 6th Precinct because this guy goes on this fucking rant against this guy who, it, what appears happened. Again, we're waiting for more details. What, it, what appears to have happened is like the person who was a cop, uh, sure, sure seems that way, pulled over on the West Side Highway to Parallel Park without a blinker. So this guy's behind him in the lane and there's a green light, and he doesn't know what's going on because the guy didn't have a single signal. So he pulls up next to him, and he's like, ah, signal. You know, he's making a hand. Signal, signal. And that and that made the guy who is probably a cop but has blinking red and blue lights and wrote him a ticket, got very mad, pulled him over, and read him the riot act. Now, here's the weird thing. Photography is not a crime called the NYPD 6th Precinct, and they told them, last I looked, no, that guy's not a cop. Now, I don't know who could be in a car with flashing red and blue lights to write a ticket who's not an NYPD. I mean, there's a lot of law enforcement in New York City who is not actually NYPD. They are law enforcement. I don't think anyone in the NYPD, I, I mean, I think you got to be in the NYPD to write a ticket, right? But then at the same time, I, I saw a report from CBS that said they, they contacted the cop the NYPD 6th precinct, precinct, and they said he is a cop. He's a detective. I don't know. You listen. To, sounds like a cop to me. Listen to this. So this is um this was recorded actually by one of the passengers. Sir, you understand I, me? Sir, I'm not saying. Do you understand me? Yes, I understand. Okay. So stop it with your mouth. Okay. Stop it with your, for what, sir? For okay. what, sir? Okay. Stop it with that bullshit. Okay. And realize the three vehicle and traffic law violations you committed. Okay. Okay. You understand me? Yes, I, I don't know what fucking planet you think I'm you're not, on right now. I'm, I'm not planning, sir. I'm here. Planning? I said planet. I said, I'm I said not planet. Any, yeah, I'm not I any planet. This sucks. Sorry about that. Picked the wrong guy. Okay, obviously. Pull over five fucking feet. Do you understand me? Pull over. <laughs> I have this on video in case you want to. You have? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. In case you need to submit it to yeah. someone. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, send me your email. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll give you my card. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. No, that's crazy. That's, that's really inappropriate. This is abuse of power, obviously. Because he was there. No, it's uh, it's no, not your fault. Blinkle, Listen, it's not your blinkle, fault. Yeah. It's. Uh, this guy's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. I mean, he shouldn't be slamming your car, or he shouldn't be slamming your car door, he shouldn't be throwing things around. He doesn't have a right to open your door, like, he's, he's... I don't think he could have really arrested you, I don't You weren't under arrest, I think he's just on, on a power trip right now. Yeah, because you honked at him. Because you honked. Because he, he didn't have a blinker on. No. I mean, if you're going to park, you're supposed to put your blinker on. That's the way this works. That's what I'm saying. To no, no, I know. Yeah, but you know. I know. I would just not say anything. Don't say anything. Just, just you're going to be... Yes, sir. I'm sorry, sir. That's it. Now, let me tell you something. The next time you do it again... Okay. You're getting your... Okay, what? You're going to let me fucking finish? Stop, Stop interrupting me. Okay. Apologize. I'm sorry. Well, who do you think you're talking to here? Sir, I'm not saying nothing. Said, no, every time I open my mouth, you have something to say. When you're driving up my ass, when I'm trying to park the car, and then you have to do something with your hands. Sir, I just say... I don't okay. care what you okay. have to say. Okay. Do you understand that? Yeah, I understand. People are allowed to park in this car, okay. park their cars, okay. on the side of the street without your interference. Okay, and then your opinion about what's going on. Okay, okay? Especially when the person you're doing it to are the police. Okay, sir. I don't know where you where you're coming from or where you think you're appropriate in doing that. Okay. That doesn't it's not the way it works. Okay, how long have you been in this country? Almost two years. Almost how long? Two years. Two years. I got news for you. And use this lesson. Remember this in the future. Don't ever do that again. Okay. The only reason you're not in handcuffs going to jail and getting summonses in the precinct is because I have things to do. Okay. That's the only reason that's not happening. Because this isn't important enough for me. You're not important enough. Don't ever do that again. Do you? Are you a fair? Yes. You're a fair? Yes. And this guy is taking time out of your day for his vehicle and traffic violations. Sure. Thank you. Then he hands him the ticket. Can you take that? I have his plate. Red and blue flashing lights, okay. license plate, the whole, the whole nine. Oh, sure sounds like a cop to me. He said he was a cop. I don't know why it's so hard to figure it out. But um, I don't know. I'm sure there'll be more details on it. But I mean, who talks to somebody that way? So he made a, you know, and then it's just, it's fucking New York. You're driving somebody. Yeah, it's just normal. This is normal shit, right? The guy, I mean, it's pretty clear what happened. He didn't know. Are, are you stopping here? Are you parking? He doesn't know. So he pulls around. He's like, yeah, use your fucking, use your blinker. That warrants that. Anyway, um, so anyway, I, I saw a comment. I like this guy, Bruce. I, I know he listens all the time. Now, I'm trying to figure out what you had to say here. What Russ missed is that the text of the legislation declares that the governmental agency may act to restrict freedom if they have a compelling interest. Yeah, which way? So... I mean, either way, it, to me, it doesn't matter. If there's somebody 
who wants to not serve somebody for their because they're they're Christian and they don't want to make a cake with two guys on top of it. This allows them to do that. I, I, I don't know. I'm okay with that. You don't want to make a cake? Okay, don't don't make the cake. I think his belief system is fucked up, but it's his right. Right? I, I don't get it. And yeah, I'm against the law in any way. I'm I'm against the law. It, it, it just just let them. The, the state doesn't need to get involved in this at all. And the governor, the, you know, the governor who signed this. Now he's he's like back. He so he signed this into law, right? And he doesn't even know what to do now. Now he's saying, well, we gotta put, we gotta put out. We're gonna put out new legislation that clarifies that you know we're not discriminating against uh, LGBT couples, right? So he's got a press conference, and a reporter asked the right question. Reporter's question is, um, so the reporter asked the governor, do you personally believe that Christian businesses that have deeply held beliefs about marriage should be compelled to provide services, whether it's whether it's photography, flowers, baking, across the board, to gay and lesbian people? Let me condense that. Do you personally believe that Christian businesses have to provide services and should be compelled to provide services to gay and lesbian couples. Obviously, he doesn't answer the question. He doesn't know what the fuck to say. The answer is the state has no business in this. It's that simple. They have no business in this at all. This is not 1960, Alabama in the Deep South. All right? Okay, do I have anything else? I think I do. I do. Where was that one with the 11-year-old kid? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll finish with this. So there was this teacher who was threatening to physically um, hit another child. I didn't rip this, so I hope there's no 15-second bullshit trailer like they do on the news these times. Let's find that out. So there was a... Oh, it's one of these. It takes forever to load. Anyway, so fifth grade student, 11-year-old girl. So she hears her teacher. I'll drop you the link here. Let me do that now. She's seen her teacher just, you know, go to town on this kid, you know, uh, threaten this kid with uh, what you might call it, to drop him, you know, that's, you know, to physically abuse him. For what, I don't know. And she's freaked out by it. So she takes out her camera and starts recording the interaction. Now, what did this lead to? This led to the teacher being suspended, and rightly so. But the but then what happens is the kid is eleven. She's suspended. So if the evidence that she collected now we're talking about a public school classroom, there's no expectation of privacy. We're not talking about you know behind a closed doors. We're talking about the public classroom. So that the, so if the school found deemed it proper to fire the teacher, then how can they simultaneously find it proper to suspend the student? 